welcome back to Hot Mess Espresso. Guys, we are kicking off season two right now. I have genuinely missed you guys. It has been a long but very much needed couple of weeks that I took off in between seasons. So I now have my pumpkin spice latte because I'm a basic bitch and it is September and it is fall even though outside it still thinks it's the middle of freaking July. But whatever. I have my PSL. We're just going to do this. So there's been a lot going on. Um, I took four weeks off to kind of decompress, really prep for the season, blah, 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 was going to bring you bigger, better, and I still am. But literally the day, yeah, it was like the day after we wrapped season one, I hit the worst, the absolute worst freaking burnout ever. And I know that for some of you that follow me on TikTok, you guys have kind of gone through like the previous month with me, like the whole the whole month of just July with me, but I didn't want to keep repeating myself. So we're just going to go over all of it and everything we've been like I've been dealing with this the past like, I guess, six weeks. So um, a lot of you knew from season one that we were starting the house hunt and we're still on the house hunt. I mean, interest rates went up again in the middle of this. Um, Everything's being sold for way over asking. We've put in several, several offers and we've been outbid and we've put in quite a bit over asking as well. And, And like, you know, I'm taking time out of my week to go look at these houses on top of everything I have going on. So I've seen probably in the last six weeks about 50 to 60 houses. And I'm so tired of looking at somebody else's interior. Like I really am. (laughs) What they want for some of these houses, I am just like, you have got to be kidding me. But that is the market we are in. This is the, the whatever. This is just how it is, which is like fine. But house hunting is stressful enough. And then you add on like the ADHD burnout that feels like the most paralyzing depress- depressive episode ever. And those things usually trigger a borderline split. So I was like overtired trying to avoid the inevitable. I mean, this is all stuff that I was kind of going through through July that just kind of came to a complete head. I think just a little bit of the of the relief of having the first season done just kind of it all kind of came crashing down it was just that one little thing that just like booped me right over the edge um and then like on top of that all through august i'm you know running a house we have a high energy dog breed um you know we i've got five trillion things going on i'm looking at houses and trying to coordinate you know, this, that, and the other thing. Um, and, and it was just like insane. And of course, right in the middle of this, my husband had annual training. So he was just completely MIA for a couple of weeks. And I'm just trying to basically like 
like, honey, look at this house in photos, and then I'm going to send you videos, and then I'm going to hope that you can visualize us living here, and then I want to put an offer in, but we need to talk about, like, what we need to put in, but I know you're burnout because, you know, you're doing all sorts of stuff, but, like, we really need to talk about this. It was just, it was a mess, and then, of course, any military spouse knows that the second they leave, something happens. And thankfully, what happened wasn't too bad. But I have like a huge, huge fear of bees. I'm beyond petrified of bees. And um, our dog goes outside in the front yard. And we found, we found a ground bee's nest the day after he left. I didn't see more than like five bees all summer, all summer, the day after he leaves, ground bees. So I'm like, I'm calling my sister. I'm like, well, actually, she's the one that found them. And um, so we're we're calling my brother-in-law. We're calling, we're trying to like coordinate how we're going to handle this bee situation because we had to handle it at night. And like, I have some physical limitations. So like, I'm not lifting this like giant freaking tree bush thing up and doing it myself and neither could my sister so we're like in the dark with headlamps like there I mean the landscaping is completely done now but there were a lot of uh hedge trimmers and apparently you can indeed get hedge trimmers on Amazon Prime if you were wondering there you go for that like little tidbit of knowledge so it has just been absolutely insane. And I was just exhausted. And I'm not sure if I necessarily went into a split or I just completely dissociated because the entire month of August feels like a little bit of an acid trip. Like, I mean, I say that never taking acid a day in my life, but uh, what, what I would consider an acid trip would be like it was just, it existed. I floated through it. I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really know how we got here. <laughs> and some days, like, it kind of felt like a dragon could just pop up in my kitchen and I would be like, okay. It was just, I was just done. Thankfully, none of the animals had, like, any emergencies because that would have just sent me right over. So, you know, I'm going through all this. I'm dealing with, you know, a bunch of stuff. And I know that everybody deals with everything and everybody's exhausted right now. So I'm not taking away from that or being like, oh my God, mine, my, you know, X amount of weeks was just so bad. I'm just saying that things can seem like they're not a lot, but when you put an ounce of water in a cup at a time, eventually that cup is going to be pretty freaking heavy, especially when you have to hold it the whole time. So you, it, it, it just gets to you. So if you're in burnout or you feel like you're about to hit burnout, you're not alone. I also like, you know, managed to get sick on on my on my wedding anniversary, I spent 18 hours of my wedding anniversary completely dead to the world and sleeping, which everybody around me that is listening to this is like, you finally slept, bitch. Finally. 
the amount I have to be beyond exhausted to oh my god my cat is perturbed that the dog glanced in his direction it's fine it's it's just always a zoo here eventually I would like to get my own like office area in the new house where I can just close the door (laughs) and pretend that I have my shit together (laughs) so yeah it's just it's been crazy it has been absolutely crazy oh yeah and then I I I have to be exhausted beyond exhausted and beyond sick to sleep any sort of time I literally slept three hours last night and I'm running on spite and pumpkin spice like that's just that is just the theme for probably this week do I know why I was up till 5 a.m no but uh I got a lot done got a whole bunch done so uh yeah the moral of all of this is I felt like for a lot of this I was going backwards and I think I I know for me I don't give myself enough grace because there's a very fine line between giving yourself grace and giving yourself excuses as to like why you're acting that way. And I think I need to give myself a little more grace on things because I was just like um I can't be going backwards. I can't be regressing. I can't be any of this. Like I have a platform now. I need to, you know, have it together, blah, blah, blah. But then I had a conversation with a friend and that friend was like, you, yeah, you have the platform, but people relate to you because you don't have it together. You don't pretend you have it together. You're very honest about all the shit going on down to the cats knocking the cups off the shelf or you know, the dog deciding to lose her ever living shit on somebody who dared to walk down the street. They were like, you're, you don't have your shit together and you don't pretend that you do. And that's why this works. So I'm just going to start giving myself, I'm going to pretend that I'm going to give myself more grace. I'm going to have this conversation with myself like 85 times again and multiply that by 10 and then rinse and repeat. But we're trying over here. But to kind of circle back, because I feel like people need to think about this. Um, So the thing is, is everybody talks about regression and stuff like that. And a lot of people that don't understand BPD or CPTSD, because spoiler, spoiler alert, I no longer qualify for borderline. And if that loses me some support, that's fine. But I'm going to ask you to listen to the next 10 seconds of this. I do not have these seven out of nine characteristics that um, give me the, I guess, ability to be diagnosed borderline. That happens with time, therapy, um, safe connections. You know, I'm not, I'm not jet setting off across the country to meet a guy that I have just met online, or, 
you know, binge drinking and going home with a complete stranger, um, that kind of, you know, tones down when you get married to somebody that's safe, drives you nuts, but is a safe person kind of thing. Um, so, and then with therapy and just growth and stuff like that, but I am diagnosed with what is called CPTSD, which is what you get bumped down to after borderline. Why is this important? Because when somebody says they no longer have BPD, why is my computer going off left and right? It's fine. It's fine. When you are no longer technically a borderline candidate or a borderline patient, people that do not understand the steps assume that that means you're fine. It does not. It means that you have anywhere from one out of nine characteristics to six out of nine characteristics. Um, Don't quote me on the one out of nine, but you have enough to still have a literal visceral trauma response to things, but not enough to be classified all the way up here. Also a side note, I found out that in the UK, they no longer call it borderline. They are now classifying it as emotionally unstable personality disorder. And this is why I have this podcast, because are you freaking kidding me? That is all I'm going to say on that. Um, those that get it, get it. But I saw this study that somebody had posted on a Facebook page and basically just read the clickbait and was like, oh, this is a 99, Borderline has a 99% success rate at 16 years. And then somebody actually read that study and broke it down. Um, and also, I think we need to factor in that part of that success rate is no longer being characterized borderline, but you can still be characterized CPTSD. So you can still have the splits and the identity crisis and all of the thing, a lot of the things that go with a borderline diagnosis without actually having a borderline diagnosis. And I, I think that there is a huge disconnect with that. I think that we as a society just think, oh, you're no longer this. That means you're good. And it's like, no, we're not good. It almost feels a little bit worse because if you say you're borderline, yeah, you get your people that are just like, Ugh. but you also get people that are suddenly very like sympathetic. The second you say, I'm no longer classified as borderline, nobody really understands what CPTSD is. And it's basically like, don't come for me, but it's like diet borderline. It really is. It's still a trauma response. You still have a lot of the characteristics and the symptoms it's just not so bad that it's bpd and it sucks because then everybody expects more from you and it's frustrating because not only are people hard on us we're also hard on us so i saw the study and they broke it down so i think we need to talk about the remission rate so According to um, the breakdown of the study that I read, and um, this was also my understanding from the thing, I'm just reading off of the breakdown just because they did the notes for me and I was feeling a little lazy. So um, the actual summary 
is there's not a 99% success rate at 16 years. There was a 99% remission rate and 60% recovery rate at two years. At eight years, there was 78% remission and 40% recovery. There's also a recurrence slash relapse rate of nearly 40% for those who attained two rolling years of remission and a 10% recurrence rate, reoccurrence rate, recurrence, I'd, somebody correct me, with those who reached eight years of remission. For those in recovery, um, 40 or more percent relapsed after a two-year recovery and 20% relapsed after an eight-year recovery. In other words, a majority of the participants, even those who had success with therapy, then relapsed and needed additional treatment because that is normal. You're going to have your, you're not always going to be, and I, I deal with healing burnout. I deal with trying to not go back to the person that I once was. People are trusting me, but I try to go back to the person or I try not to go back to the person that I was because I just want to prove to people that I'm not that person anymore. And sometimes it just happens. Um, there were no results for remission or recovery rates for remission or recovery for the entire 16-year period as a whole and no results about how many people relapsed during the 16 years. The, quote, success rates um, were rolling two and eight-year periods. Um, there were... Also, they also um, put in the percentage of considerable dropout, which was 13% of participants with BPD um, due to passing, um, passing away. So they're, you know, they no longer count, unfortunately. I don't know if it was they just passed away or um, it was suicide or what um, it didn't really say. Um, it's also just skewed, um, because it was a, um, more close study. It didn't really go into, like, um, people that did or didn't have access to medical care, um, or the time to devote to the study. Um, it, it was just, you know, it was a whole thing. It wasn't like the best study in the world, which is why I'm not currently quoting it. But I'm using it because the point is, is that it is possible to achieve, to achieve remission and recovery, um, but it's normal to have low points, to regress a little bit, to still be struggling and feel like you need more treatment. I, I'm six years of being in and out of therapy. I think the longest I've been out of therapy is six months. So, you know, it's, it's all right. And I'm telling that to myself as much as I am telling that to you guys, because the, these last few weeks and the things that were brought up with doing the podcast and don't get me wrong, I, I freaking love doing this. I could not picture myself doing anything else, but it brought up a lot. And I want other people to know listening to this that if you're having a moment and you just feel like you're really regressing it's okay it's normal it is okay to need more treatment it does not mean that you failed at healing and getting better it just means that you just need a little more positive reinforcement and thanks for coming to my TED talk um it's okay to 
be, you know, therapy free for a couple of years and just realize that you need more support because something came up that you didn't realize was a thing for you until it became a thing for you. That happens to me literally all the time. We love when we block out a lot and then all of a sudden something pops up and I'm just like, mm, great. So that is all. That is my pep talk, I guess, for today. But um, next week, next week we are going to be chatting about a couple of, well, a topic that several of you asked. Yes, the husband will be back, but that's not the topic everybody asked about. Um, we will be talking about the similarities and differences between borderline and ADHD. I have both. I have been, I've spent the last like couple of weeks really looking into this. So I am very excited to chat about this. I think this is something that definitely needs to be talked about, especially because um, people are either getting diagnosed with both or they were getting diagnosed with borderline and now they're getting diagnosed with ADHD, especially women in their late 20s, early 30s. So I think that this is definitely something that we need to chit chat about. So I'm very, very humbled about how well season one was received by you guys. I, I really am. I literally had like a gratitude breakdown about a week ago because I had so many messages from people asking when it was coming back and a few people that had said, you know, I sent I sent your episode to a family member or a friend to better explain something and that that means everything to me. It it really does. If this goes nowhere, that was enough. Like that was enough for me. So, um I'm very excited to bring you season 2. We have a lot of new faces coming on. Uh we are eventually going to get video recordings of these these episodes done. Um, and there's just a lot that I'm looking to bring you guys this season that, you know, I, I needed the first season to kind of learn and grow with. So I will see you guys all next week. And until then, stay hot and stay messy.